I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Well, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and welcome to the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins oh and i'm wally phelps <laughs> filling in for That's weird yeah <laughs> filling in for Derek while he's while he's on assignment <laughs> uh, yeah i mean normally i'm not introduced until after two uh, two people are introduced yeah. <laughs> uh, so how's your week been Oh, it's been it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I got a COVID test. I got I got sick with something else. Uh, it's the fall of our republic. <laughs> the fall of our republic. Well, you know, and it, didn't that happen the day that we recorded the yeah, last? Show? We were, okay, we were so. just processing it as we were doing the yeah. show. Like, um. Is America going to be here tomorrow? Do we need to release the show? Like, what's going on? Well, if there's one thing we need during a coup, it's retro video games. Yeah. Why not? I mean, the Switch is the only console that would be able to be played in the future because it's the only portable one. Yeah, but it doesn't have a whole good battery life, so we got to hook up, like, solar panels to run it that type of thing there are generators (laughs) true but then we'll start running out of gasoline and then we'll really be in the mad max universe i don't even want to think about at this point (laughs) why you don't want to be a morton joe come on now (laughs) i'm already wearing my apocalypse outfit yeah you've already got the uh you already got the the face mask and everything for your uh your cpap you could just convert and that's true, it. yes. You convert it into like, you know, the, the mask with the teeth, like the skull mask. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm still uh kind of a single man and I need to not have scary things next to my bed. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Uh, well scary thing in the bed they need to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, week's been pretty good for me. Um, I played a lot of Resident Evil the last week, um, finishing up Resident Evil Ooh. 1, and I purchased Resident Evil 3 on sale for the PS4, 
and having a blast nice. playing some Resident. It's been a Resident Evil week because, you know, what well, better way to, to celebrate or try to calm down from uh, a, an insurrection in our company, our country than by, you know, fighting zombies and a right. post-apocalyptic hellscape. <laughs> Which, you know, doesn't seem so far-fetched now. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm, I'm training is what I'm doing. I'm training because the, the vaccine's going to get here and it's going to turn us all into uh, the T-virus monsters and, um, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been playing a whole lot of uh, Fortnite, so that's how I'm preparing. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, me and Rampage actually played the other day and oh, I had a good cool. time. Um, right. So uh, if, but... I, if I play it on the Switch, can I play with you guys on PS5? Yeah. I can? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's all cross cross-platform. Cause I'm, um, I, my I, friend I, Matt plays on PC and he plays with me. Because I still have it on my Switch, so I may jump in there and play with you guys. We'll see, see. Matt, my friend Matt is he he had COVID this past week, so he hasn't been doing anything but playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So he's at level a hundred, which means he got Baby Yoda. Oh, that's so awesome. Baby Yoda. Yeah, we were playing and Baby Yoda's sitting there floating behind him the whole time and he's cooing and, and whenever people start firing at us, he shuts his little uh little uh pod. It's magnificent. You got me. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. You got me. <sighs> oh boy. The more sh- more shit I don't need to get into and play that's gonna take money from me. Pretty good at it too. Uh, well, um, I guess this, we got a few news stories to talk about tonight. You ready to jump into the news? Certainly. You want the first one or the second? Uh, for, I'll take the first one. This is from okay. uh, an email from I Am The Rampage. Scott Pilgrim, oh, this is from Polygon.com. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The game gets a physical re-release. Uh, pre-orders begin next week for PS4, Switch, and Xbox One coming soon. Um, the uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game complete edition, uh, will get multiple physical editions when Ubisoft's adaptation of the 2010 film returns to stores next week. Uh, distributor Limited Runs Games announced Friday. They have three releases planned. The game itself, the Classic Edition, and the KO Edition. The latter have two custom boxes. Uh, the KO edition is a hard shell roadie case box that opens up into a pop-up scene of Scott's band rocking out, and both include a CD soundtrack, sticker sheets, and a folded map of the game's overworld. Um, he said the KO edition features the classic edition's content and extra goodies, all in an authentic hard shell roadie case, blah, blah, blah. Get yours during a six-week open pre-order starting January 15th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you want to do that, go to at Limited Run Games on Twitter. And uh, if you're interested in picking this up, it is what's today. Today is the 14th, so that will be Thursday, the day this drops as a podcast. You can go get your copy of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Right. And the interesting thing about this is that you couldn't play it for the longest time. It yeah. just... It was, and that's the danger of digital only releases mm-hmm. that, you know, if once they're gone, you cannot purchase it. Yeah. So I, I've never been able to play it. Uh, it doesn't say how much it's going to be. Um, I imagine it's probably going to be somewhere around the $20 range, which sounds about right to me. Well, the the game itself. Yeah. That special um, edition. Like yeah, the special like, editions are probably going to be upwards of about 40 40 to 50, right. probably. Exactly. Uh, the next news thing is Mike Tyson wants to make a new Punch-Out! game with Nintendo. Uh, that's from I Am The Rampage as well. And it's... Um, with Wii Sports Boxing and Arms proving to be so popular over the years, it's no wonder that Mike Tyson has spoken publicly about making a punch-out game for Nintendo Switch. That's right, folks. It looks like the original NES Classic is returning after 33 years. Now that's boxing... I don't like that sentence. Yeah, I don't uh, in a new, 
<laughs> new podcast episode on impulsive by Logan Paul. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson said the words that sports games fans have been waiting for. We're going to make another one. Do you have it? Straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, and this was on Retro Dodo. Uh, so I am I, I am very doubtful that Nintendo won't yeah, make a Mike Tyson. I don't think game. Nintendo. Well, first of all, Nintendo doesn't do a lot of uh, licensed stuff anymore with right. celebrities or sports, uh, sp- sports stars or anything like they used to back in the 80s and 90s because they don't really need to. And Mike Tyson's a pretty right. uh, controversial figure, and I don't think Nintendo uh, least, yes. is going to want to work with Mike Tyson again. So, if anything, yeah. maybe he could do uh, a spiritual sequel with another company, like Mike Tyson's Boxing or something like that. So, right. I could see that happening, but as far as a sequel goes, that's that's a real long shot. I would very much enjoy it if it was a sequel to my game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see another Punch-Out game. It doesn't have to be Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's wow. Punch-Out, but I would love to have another Punch-Out game uh, to play. Because the last one they I put out was like it. 2009 for the Wii. And that one was actually pretty good. That's one of the few Wii games right. I actually did play. So, I mean, they're due for another Punch-Out game, as well as F-Zero. But as far as putting... <laughs> as, as, as far as putting Mike Tyson's name on it, he's way too controversial a character for Nintendo to be like, okay, right. let's let's put your name on another Punch-Out game. Yeah, and if you are listening to this, uh, Mr. Tyson, I love you to death. <laughs> but... Um, and I would purchase this game if yeah. it did happen. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I would. I'd buy it. Right, and uh, it's, and it'll be sixty dollars forever because Nintendo never, yeah, never brings down the price of their games. No kidding. That's <laughs> why I buy a lot of stuff digitally from Nintendo because their physical stuff never goes on sale. No, it's funny. There's a joke on uh, on Twitter. There's a account that i follow called wario 64 and what he does is he he sends out deals you know and gaming stuff so whenever like nintendo is having a sale and it's like five dollars off or something like that the replies are almost always uh how are they going to survive as a company (laughs) but you know what it's our fault because (laughs) we still buy it you know like (laughs) We're still paying $50, $60 for, you know, Super Mario Odyssey that came out four years ago, and we're still paying full price for it because, and, and we they get away with it because we do it. And I mean, to be fair, there were three games on that c- compilation, but. Well, no, I'm talking about the and, original Mario Odyssey game that came out. Oh, Odyssey. Like, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Because you think about it, like for PS4. Xbox games, new AAA titles come out. They stay at the top tier price for what, maybe a year, and then they start coming yeah. down in price. I like I, well, I went, I you know, I got I, a bunch of games. I think I think God of War came out. Yeah, even I, in, I think God of War came out the same year that Odyssey did. Yeah, and PlayStation literally gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's, Twice, dude. It's fourteen ninety five at Walmart right now. I just saw it the other day. I almost bought it, and <laughs> but you look at the Nintendo section. There's Super Mario Odyssey. There's Breath of the Wild. There's all the games that were the launch titles that are still sixty bucks. Eh, but you know, I I guess whenever you ask, hey Nintendo, do you hate my money? The answer is no. They don't. No, we're taking it quite <laughs> yeah. handily. Always, we're always taking your money. <laughs> from the next story, uh, this oh. from Star. Oh, did you have something to say? Something else to add to that? No, 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 no. I said after that digression, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to um, say. The next story is pretty big one that happened this week. This is from StarWars.com. Lucasfilm right. game games hits late speed towards the future. Uh, Star Wars Gaming Galaxy is about to experience its own Big Bang. 
Uh, we've got a lot of stuff we're ready to start sharing with the fans. Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley tells StarWars.com, because we've been working quietly behind the scenes for a while now, waiting for this moment. Um, and by this moment, Riley is referring to a new direction and era for Star Wars and Lucas, Lucasfilm gaming overall. As Lucasfilm Games is now opening the doors to, de uh, to, develop, to developers that want to come play in the galaxy far, far away. We're looking to work in, uh, with best-in-class teams that can make great games across all of our IP. we got a team of professionals here at Lucasfilm Games who can work with the developers, shape the story, shape the creative, shape the games to make them really resonate with fans and deliver across a breadth of platforms, genres, and experiences so that all of our fans can enjoy it the way they know and love. Um, let's see. They are... I wanted to see something about... Uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment, <coughs> known for their expertise in developing, developing immersive worlds and in pushing the boundaries of technology with their proprietary engine, Snowdrop. Uh, they're... They know the fans of Star Wars value the feeling of immersion of being transported into the Star Wars galaxy and moving through richly detailed environments. It's fun to imagine what the team at Massive can do within Star Wars by bringing their innovative spirit and their commitment to quality. Um, so yeah, uh, Ubisoft has joined with Lucasfilm Games now, um, and they're going to be working on an open-world Star Wars game. So if I don't <laughs> get Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, Mandalorian-style... I'm going to be quite upset. <laughs> All I want to do is it's, be, I want to, uh, I want to be a bounty hunter or the Mandalorian. And I want to travel around the star Wars universe. I want to do quests. I want to make money. I want to upgrade armor and weapons and be in that universe. That's what I want. This is the way. This is the way. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well because an open world Star Wars game. When was the last time we had that? Uh, I, I mean, an open. There was Star world? Wars Galaxies, and I think that was. It. Uh, well, no, they had the. And that uh, was an MMO. They had the old Republic that they did, but um, it didn't. It, oh, I, that was an open world. I didn't know. Yeah, I think it might still be around, but I'm not sure. Um, they're also working on an uh, Indiana Jones game as well, which that could be pretty fun if they saw that. If they do it sort of like, um, it needs to be like uh, Uncharted, but more of an open world type of scenario. Um, because the Uncharted mm -hmm. games are great, but they're more like, you have a certain path that you're on. And you're uh, you're getting the story yeah. and you're on the certain path. There's no kind of exploration or anything like that. It's a straightforward story. I, w I would like that sort of story with a lot of cutscenes and doing a lot of puzzles and, um, you know, digging for like artifacts and stuff. But I, I also want that open world indie experience. Like if I travel from India to Egypt, I want the map to come up and like show the, the line of the plane when I fast travel to, to go like it does in the movies. Like that's what I want. And I, I, I want to travel, you know, bring <laughs> the stones, bring back to us. Like I want to do that whole thing. Like I want it all. I want to ride an elephant. I want to save the children. I want to beat up Molaram and eat monkey brains. I, I want to be in this world. It's funny, like everything that you discussed is in the movie that most people think is the uh, inferior of the you original indie trilogy. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I think they're all on equal footing to my, except for Last Crusade is the best. Yes. Last um, well, Last Crusade, mm, I say it's more enjoyable, but Raiders is the better movie. Raiders, uh, you know, and everybody will argue with me it's Raiders, but for me it's, you know, I I will watch Last Crusade over and over and See, over that's again. The thing I don't, with I, any, it, I'll watch those first three Indiana Jones movies. Don't matter. They're all this, they're they're all as equally enjoyable. Like, I love them all. Now, the fourth one I have not watched since the first time I saw it. I so. haven't seen it since the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yep. I left and I was like, all right. Don't have to do that I, was, again. <laughs> I felt like Peter Griffin in the theater. As soon as Shia LaBeouf is swinging in the trees with monkeys, I'm like, I'm out, <laughs> and walked out the theater. <laughs> yeah, that movie was bad. It was toward the end of the movie. But yeah, I mean, that was the final straw for me, too. It's like, well, uh, I'm trying to decide whether or not this is a good or bad movie. And, well, okay, they, they made the decision for 
for me here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, really excited. I want some more Star Wars uh, RTS games to um, give me some little little indie type games too uh, for like, you know, tower defense type stuff. Like everything from AAA titles to little, you know, little uh, little strategy games. Like I want it all. I want it all. I love Star right. Wars. I love Indiana Jones. Everything uh, with Lucasfilm. Like, I'll even take a Howard the Duck game. <laughs> What's was it Paris that, that said that? He said he wanted a Howard the Duck game. Did he? In the Guardians universe from Lucasfilm, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay I'm with that. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> Vicious six four six, I think is yeah. Is, uh, it's a good dude to go uh, follow. Twitter. Go follow him at uh, at Vicious six nine six. He's been on this show before too. I've been trying to get him back on, but that is a busy, busy man. Yeah, he's gotten way more busy over the years. Yeah. He's he he's one of the top tier guys now. Yeah. Um. And I, I, honestly, good for him. He's he, he deserves it. He's been doing this a while. Yeah, he, he and, really uh, deserves. He's one of the very first podcasters I ever listened to back in like two thousand six or seven uh, with Uncle Gamer. That was one of the very first podcasts yeah. I ever listened to. Um. Now he's on Xcast and uh, kind of funny. Yeah, I believe. Um, but yes, uh, moving on, I suppose, uh, from nintendolife.com after 25 years, a new cheat code has been discovered for street fighter alpha two on the SNES guys, 25 years (laughs) street fighter two is one of those games that will forever be linked with the SNES. Thanks to the fact that the Nintendo's 16 bit console was the first home system to get a port of the arcade sensation. Who knows how many gamers cut their teeth on this edition rather than the quit not. It's a pretty legendary conversion and one that ironically overshadows the fact that the SNES also got a port of the more advanced Street Fighter Alpha 2 later on in its life. Released in 1996, Street Fighter Alpha 2 was arguably better suited to the newfangled 32-bit consoles like the Saturn and the PlayStation, but the fact that the SNES got it at all was, and still is, impressive. What's even more impressive is the fact that this game has concealed the cheat code for a quarter of a century. Um, programmer Gazaha, I don't know how to say that. Gazaha, from the Zelda, <laughs> Gazaha, bless you. From bless the Zelda's forums, has been reverse engineering the game, and during this process, discovered a previously unknown code which unlocks the hidden boss Shinukuma as a playable character. The code has been verified by Event Hub and requires you to finish the game's arcade mode and set out a new high score. Once that is done, you must enter the initials KAJ in the high score table, return to the title screen, and hold down the LXY and start buttons to the controller plug into the console's second controller port while the player on pad, uh, ooh, player one pad is used to select the versus mode, and from there, the player one or two can select the character by holding the start button while selecting normal Akuma. You'll know you've been successful because Akuma's clothing will change color. How guys in the hell <laughs> did anybody find that cheat code out? Seriously, no. I, well, they, it was because they looked at the code. I mean, that's the only way they would have been able to discover it, really. It's so funny because it reminds me of a joke that The Rock did. Uh, whenever one of the uh, the wrestling games were coming out, he said, uh, don't worry, in this game you're not going to have to press up, down, left, right, B, B, left, right, power bomb your, your, the second player and jump out of a, a window while flaming to, <laughs> to perform my finishing move. And I'm like... Wow, this reminds me of that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah. let's go over this one more time. You have to yes. finish the game's arcade mode and set a new high score. Once this is done, you Hard must enter. Yeah, that's a feat in itself anyway. Uh, must right. enter the initials KAJ in the high score table. Then return Which, to the title screen and hold down the L. X, Y, and start buttons on a controller plugged into the second controller port, okay, while the player one pad is used to select versus mode, okay, so you need two, <coughs> two controllers 
to pull this off. You need two people to pull this off yeah. because one of you is going to be holding it and the other one has to select. Okay. I can honestly say I'm never going to be able to use this cheat code. <laughs> I mean, I don't have Street Fighter 2 Alpha either, yeah. but still. <laughs> still cool, though. I mean, it's it's still pretty cool that people are still finding cheat codes after all these years. Right. I, I guarantee and, and you I also, this, this ain't going to be the last. I can guarantee you that. I also kind of wonder, is this game one that you can save? Because if not, you have to do you have to beat the game mm-hmm. every time you want to use this character. I don't know. I'm sure maybe it had a battery backup. I don't know. I you know what? It. I could probably look that up. Mm-hmm. Did let's see. That would suck if it didn't. Right. Did Street Fighter 2 Alpha? Did Street Street Fighter Alpha 2. Oh, Alpha. Alpha 2 for SNES. Have a battery backup. No! Because we weren't given those nice things back in the day. Like, the ability to save. (laughs) Okay. Um, no. Uh, you kind of cut out there. No, it did not. Did not? Oh, that sucks. I said no, it, it did not. So every what time happened? you want to do this, you have to complete the game and get a new high score. Yep. Even to do yep. the cheat code. Uh, no thanks. I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> All right. Last story for the night. Uh, this is from Tech Radar. Uh, the new Nintendo Switch Mario Red and Blue console is now available for pre-order. That's one spicy-looking console. Uh, Nintendo has veiled a Nintendo it Switch. Is pretty. Uh, it, it's be- It's a beauty. I like it. I just wish it had like a Mario face on it or something. Um, <clears throat> so Honestly, Nintendo- I thought it was a. I, I thought it was a Spider-Man. When, That's what I, I thought. I was like, is this a Spider-Man console? No, but it does have Spider-Man colors on it. Um, the Nintendo Switch Mario Red and Blue Edition console. Uh, special edition hardware will be available at select retailers on February 12th and will be, will be sold for a suggested retail price of $299.99. While no games are included, you do get a snazzy carrying case to protect your console while you're on the move, which is something I highly recommend for all uh, Switch users. Um, strangely, the console itself is actually exclusively red with black face buttons. The Nintendo Switch dock is also red, with the blue element only being found on one side of the carrying case on the Joy-Con controller straps and when using the Joy-Con grip. So the the actual uh, Switch itself is all red. The only blue is the uh, the the Joy-Con, the little control, the little things you snap onto the Joy-Cons, and the yeah. uh, the 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 controller that comes with the, the Nintendo Switch that you put the Joy-Cons into to make a, a regular controller. Yeah. But it's pretty nice looking. I mean, I, if if I had, if I had a choice, if I didn't have a Switch and I was looking for one, I would get this one. It's nice. I would do. Uh, there's way too many special edition Switches for my taste. Yeah. That, uh, you know, there's a guy on YouTube I watch, uh, his channel, Beat-em-ups. And he he has a whole bunch of them. And I'm like, why do you need so many? Yeah. <laughs> just, just the one should be fun. Also on February 12th, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, a uh, re-release of the Wii U game with additional content, uh, drops. Also, it dropped on February 12th, which was Tuesday. So if you're interested in picking that up, it is now available. Uh, February or January? Oh wait! Did it say February or January? You said February. Oh, I did say February. I, my I look. I saw February, and my brain said January. No, it's February twelfth. <laughs> so that's one month from now. You'll be able to get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. There we go. Now my brain's clicking. Really? Again. Now it's two days ago. <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history, shall we? <laughs> On January 1st of 1986, Commodore released the Mindwalker 
for the Amiga. It keeps running unmodified on all versions of the Amiga hardware and OS. Man, the Commodore Amiga was a beast of a computer back in the day. Those things still run. Right. And I've seen people who uh, still has a Commodore. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> but it's, uh, I've never played one before. Have you? Uh, I had a Commodore 64, but I never played an Amiga. I've never even seen one in real life. I'd love to yeah, have I, one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have one of everything, to be honest. Yeah, same here. I mean, you know, with their with their best games, even if they're garbage. <laughs> uh, in 1987, January 14th, Nintendo releases Zelda II: The Adventures, of, The Adventure of Link, for the Famicom Disk System in Japan only. The game would go unreleased in America for nearly two years afterward, and should have remained unreleased in America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, that game has its place in Zelda history, but by far my least favorite Zelda game. Yeah. By well, a, you know, the Famicom, I would love to have the Famicom and the Famicom disc system. Yeah. Because the, uh, you don't see them. Uh, I, I think that's really good. But then again, that goes with my whole, I want, I want every console. So yeah. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd love to have a Famicom, but yeah, they're pretty hard to come by uh, in our part of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, in January 1st of 1992, Atari Corporation dropped support for the Atari 2600, Atari 8-bit family, Atari 7800, and software for those systems. It's crazy that they were still making Atari 2600 games until 1992. Right, when I was 11 years old... My child's age, near about. <laughs> that, console, that console came out in 1977, the right. year I was born. And I was in high school by the time they stopped supporting it. Right. My, my, uh, this is as if the Nintendo was still around or something. Like that. Actually, you know what? This would be like my, this would be like we're still playing GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it was pretty much dead after the 1983 crash because, I mean, I re even as a kid, I remember going to the store and you could get, like, there would just be bins of Atari 2600 games for, like, a dollar, sometimes less. Yeah. And, you know. Two, I remember that. Two for a dollar, stuff like that. Like, they were so cheap to buy. But Atari 2600. I do remember. Was, I do remember that. Uh, right after the crash, well, I mean, the crash was kind of an ongoing thing, but I remember going to the mall, uh, I was like four, so it's strange that I would remember this, but I remember my parents being so freaked out with the idea that look at all these cheap games, yeah, they started buying them up. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny, and there was only maybe five good games for the Atari 2600, if that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, the VCS has all of them on it, and it's like, <laughs> Hey, you want to pay $300 to play five good games? <laughs> you get Netflix. Well, we, we have hundreds of games. Maybe two are good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in 1997, on January 3rd, Blizzard Entertainment releases Diablo for Microsoft Windows. I'm still waiting for the announcement for Diablo 4. I love Diablo. And I've told this story on the show before, but back in 1999 or 2000, was it around there? Uh, I had a girlfriend and she had a what? computer, she had a computer that had Diablo 2 on it, and I, oh. I was I played Diablo 2 on that computer and then she broke up with me and the last thing I said to her was can I still come over and play Diablo 2? <laughs> Breaking up, Jason. <laughs> and her answer was no. I may not come over and play Diablo 2. So I'm sure I there's... I will bother you and your new boyfriend. There's got <laughs> to be an old uh, Hewlett Packard in some landfill somewhere that still has my Diablo 2 game on it. <laughs> on a hard drive that yeah. doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Just rotting. Rotting in the sun. 
Uh, January 1st of 1998, the ESRB changes the KA kids to adults rating to E for everyone. That's what your mom is rated. Everybody says that, too. Um, <laughs> but um, that's uh, it's interesting. I remember KA because it was. I remember when the whole thing started as far as the ESRB. And I used to think it was really cool that they had ratings, you know? Some people were like, oh, they, I don't like the fact that there are ratings now. But, you know, I think it's a good tool for parents. Yeah. And as a uh, teenager at the time, I was like, well, I need M-rated games uh, inside of my body right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's play that. Last one of the night. It's all yours. Uh, in 1998, January 21st, Capcom releases Resident Evil. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You got your your dragon. All right, you're back. <laughs> uh, I said, uh, did you hear that? Did you hear what I said? No. <laughs> that Resident Evil Two came out. Oh, uh, God, yeah. dog it. Okay, let me start over. Take two. Take two. On January twenty first of nineteen ninety eight, Capcom releases Resident Evil Two for the PlayStation. I love me some Resident um, Evil Two. Me too. Uh, it was such a big deal when it first came out. Yeah. And uh, I rented it. Never got to the second disc. <laughs> but if you've if, if never played the remake, holy crap. It's so good. Right. And I'm going to have to actually, I'm going to have to buy it eventually. Yeah. I mean, after I'm done playing Fortnite. Well, <laughs> if it'll play on your PS5, I have the PS4 version if you want to borrow it. I will. <laughs> I, I actually looked over at my PlayStation Five and say, "Hey, can you do that? Yeah. Can you do that? Sure <laughs> can." Yeah. Uh, before we go into the review for tonight, we like to do some shout-outs, and these are our lovely patrons who keep this show going. And not only that, they keep us above that fifty-dollar level, so that we do our extra episodes every month. Those little commentaries that you like to listen to, or the the other things we like to do once a month that we only get to do if we stay above that $50 level. doesn't mean you don't have to give us money because we still got to pay for the show. We still got to pay for, uh, you know, storage space online. So please head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash retro. Throw us a couple of bucks a month like these people. Armez Jackson, Axblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, Tyler Watson, and our newest patrons, Justin Olson and Mr. Brandon Rutledge. So thank you guys so much for being uh, being patrons of the show. We love you guys. And uh, tonight, Mr. Wallace is going to be talking about... some pretty ominous sounding music for being a cutesy little game that it appears to be it's deceptively dark yeah uh in fact whenever i start, first started playing and i'm like oh this is this is the thing really <laughs> <laughs> so uh among us is what i am reviewing today among us is an online multiplayer social deduction game Developed and published by American Game Studio Inner Sloth. 
which frankly is the best developer name I've I ever heard. I was just in my about life. to say that Intersoft is the greatest <laughs> game for a video game company, Intersloth. That's right. Uh, their development time is as slow. It was released on iOS and Android devices in June two two thousand eighteen, and on Windows in November two thousand eighteen, featuring cross platform play between these platforms. The game was also released on the Nintendo Switch in December 2020 and has planned releases for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Series S in 2021. The game takes place in a space-themed setting in which players each take one of two roles, most being crewmates and predetermined number of imposters. The goal of the crewmates is to identify the imposters, eliminate them, and complete tasks around the map. The imposter's goal is to covertly sabotage and kill the crewmates before they complete all their tasks. Players suspected to be imposters may be eliminated via a plurality vote, which any player may initiate by calling an emergency meeting, unless there's a crisis, or reporting a dead body. Crewmates win if all the imposters are eliminated or if all tasks are completed where imposters win if there's an equal number of imposters and crewmates, or if a critical sabotage goes unresolved. So this is sort and of, this like, part of like the thing, the game. Basically. It's so much... The first time I ever saw it, and the funny thing is, it was released in 2018, So, and no one knew what so anything about it. So how did it catch fire? So, like, just recently, like there was a there was a guy who uh, started streaming it on Twitch, like a big streamer, mm-hmm. and he would gather up all of his his friends, and he would put on the Discord, and then they would just play the game, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Suddenly, other streamers started playing it with him. And so now all of these streamers are all playing the game at the same time. So now it's exposed to more people and it just, it just kept on going like that. It's like a pyramid scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whoever that was that originally uh, started streaming it and got it, gotten it popular. He needs a, they need to cut him a check over there at uh, inner sloth games. Like, thank you. See if I can, let me see if I can find the guy's name real quick. Um, It is. Soda Poppin. Soda Poppin is the guy that did it. I like that. Yeah, Soda Soda Poppin. So uh, he popularized the game on Twitch in July 2020, and many other streamers started following suit, including XQC, Ninja, and PewDiePie. So basically everyone started playing it. The the who's who. Um, It's really... Whenever you start the game up, it's really kind of intimidating because you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like here are your options you can either um play the game uh go into a private game or you can basically play around um that way you can learn the map and the controls Uh, that was my biggest hang up when i downloaded on on the switch I, I you know turned it on, went to go play it, and there's like all these different options and stuff, and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go play some Resident Evil. <laughs> Sir, you need to call me next time, yeah, I <laughs> and I will one. guide you through it. <laughs> now the the problem is with the well, let me let me start off uh, with the mobile game. I've played all three versions of them, so with the mobile game, uh, there's it's free to download. So if you have a Android or iOS uh, system, you can download it. The main issue with that version is that if you continue it to if you continue to play the free version, you have to watch an advertisement between games, mm. and that uh, sometimes sucks because we're all waiting for you. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The controls, there's a little, like, a joystick on the screen, and most of the tasks are um, touchscreen sensitive. Uh So, you you know, you do those. There are things like 
uh, cleaning the air filter, which somehow they got leaves in the air filter in space. Uh, right. Uh, same thing with the trash. The trash is hilarious when you're emptying it out because there are leaves and diamonds and you know other stuff in there. You're just throwing it out. Whatever. It's like, okay. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because some of them are really easy. Because like one of them is just like connect the dots. Yeah. Literally. Uh while other ones are a lot more sophisticated. Like the Simon says that you have to do to get the reactor going. And the uh way that works is of course you have to, you know, just follow the pattern that's on the thing. And it takes forever. So here whenever you find a body, if somebody dies mm-hmm. and you report it everybody goes into a meeting. So if you're doing one of these tasks that take forever and they call a meeting, you're going to have to start all over. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. So it's like, you son of a, why did you do this? (laughs) This is the third time. (laughs) Uh, Called card swatter. You have to like swipe your card at exactly the right speed and velocity uh, for it to actually read it. And that, that, yeah, it's a little, a little bit, um, but these are all pretty straightforward when you're playing on it on, on a phone. I, uh, and then if you pay $2, you can actually play it without any kind of uh, advertisements between it. And uh, being the imposter, you have these two options that aren't available to everybody else. Well, three options. The first one is the ability to vent. And what that means is there are vents throughout the level, and you can actually jump into the vent and and crawl through to another area of the ship Hmm. uh, uh, undetected, hopefully, unless you pop where somebody is and it's like, oh, um, hi. (laughs) (laughs) So when you start the game, are you? It, it, does it randomly uh, pick who's yes. imposters and crew? So, so the way that works is you start out. You you start the game. It starts out with one of the one of the Among Us uh, crewmates telling you to shh because you're not supposed to talk during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to 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 hold the integrity <laughs> of it. Um, so whenever you uh, basically mute yourself, if you're on uh, Discord, um, because there's no in-game chat other than being typing, basically, which is garbage. But that's beside the point. But at the beginning of the game, it tells you you are the imposter or you are a crewmate. So, and at that point, you go do whatever you're going to do. So because crewmates have to go around and do tasks, um and hopefully get them all done before the the imposter kills everybody you end up uh as the imposter faking tasks so you'll walk around and you know try to trying to 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 gain the trust of everybody by like standing next to one of the tasks for a few seconds yeah and then running off you know <laughs> and some people don't realize certain things so there's strategies here some of the tasks are visual like the taking out the trash, you can see the trash being jettisoned out of the out of the ship. Mm-hmm. So if you're standing there and they're just standing there and w- run off and you don't see anything fly out of the ship, it's like, oh, <laughs> run up, call an emergency meeting and tell everybody, hey, this person's faking tasks. He is the imposter. <laughs> so uh, does it give you sort of like a... a, a... Like when you say tasks, like is there like a checklist or yes, sort of like uh, pick, picking up quests, like in an RPG or how does that work? No, it, it, at the beginning of the game, at the to the screen, it'll have a list of all the tasks that you have. Okay. Um, there's also an in-game map that you can pull up, and it'll t- show you where all these tasks are located. So that's that's how you know what you're supposed to be doing Uh-oh. as the imposter you have a list of tasks too that you can fake um but you know there's no real mechanic to that uh now (laughs) the interesting thing is there are certain tasks that if one person has it everyone does 
And if one person doesn't have it, then nobody does. So, for example, that card swipe that I was telling you about, if one person has to do that, everyone does. So if you see somebody trying to do the card swipe and there's nobody else with the card swipe, again, that's another tell. Yeah. So, so uh, now, now the part that I think is great, the part that I feel is the most fun is the meetings and the finding a body. And the reason for that is because you're going to get into an argument with all of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so there, there's God. It, there's so many ways that they can get that this can go. So, for example, you you find a body and you report it, and you're like, "Hey, I found a body." Most people will ask where. Um, you know, the the first thing they say is where, and it's like, "Okay, I found a body." It's in electrical. I didn't see anybody else in electrical. And then somebody's like, well, that's awful suspicious, or that's sus. Because <laughs> uh, I was just in electrical. I think you vented to electrical. It's, uh, no, I was coming from the side where the comms was, and no, 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 no. I was walking that way. So even if you call a meeting, even the, 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 uh, everybody has to show up for it, right? right. Everybody just pops there. Yeah. Okay. The crew and the, what are they called? The and the imposters. Yes. Imposters. Yes. And you basically just point somebody out and be like, that dude is the imposter. And then, then what happens? Right. And, and then at the end of it, Everybody decides to, everybody votes. You can skip the vote. So if, you know, like normally whenever the very first person dies, you skip the vote because you have no idea who it could be unless that person literally witnessed it happen. Yeah. Um, or they have some other good stuff, uh, good, good evidence. Like, you know, I saw him on cams. There's a security cameras that you can look at too, things of that nature. Um, so in that particular instance, uh, it, it just goes back to the game, and you just continue playing. But if you if enough people one person, they get ejected out of the airlock, <laughs> and, and then the game will. You can set it up to where you don't know if you made the right choice or not, or you can be told this person was or was not the imposter. And you know, one of my. One of the things that always happens to me is I will, um, I'll, people will suspect me if they don't see me because, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I haven't seen Wally this whole time. I think it's Wally. Wally is sus. It's like, no, I was doing stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then just, just next thing I know, everybody's voted for me and I'm flying out of the airlock and it's like, well, you jerks. <laughs> and then, Wally was not not the imposter, you know that kind of thing. So that that'll pop up on the screen if they eject the wrong person, it'll pop up. Yes, and say this person was not was a crew member. Right. If they if it's set up that way, because you can have it set up where you don't know. But uh, yes, I like it better whenever it tells you. So what happens is whenever you die, or if you get ejected out and you weren't a, an imposter, you become a ghost. And you can go around and continue doing tasks. <laughs> That's um, cool. Now, if if they were jerks about voting you out, I ain't doing these tasks. They yeah. can lose. <laughs> uh, like I watched him kill that person. You know, like like oh my god. One strategy is to be like, well, you're pushing really hard for this person to be the imposter. I think you did it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite things that somebody says uh, while we're playing is that, uh, you know, what, what were you doing? I was doing my tasks. Were your tasks murder? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely so want to jump in and play this game. We're going to have to play some games here pretty soon. Right. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things. There are things that could be better. Um, the... There needs to be a friend system or yeah. a system where you can 
you know, not go into a match with people you don't know, well, basically. I would like to know. My apparently, they're, they're working a lot on this game because it said in August 2020, uh, the team shifted focus onto a sequel among us two. During this time, uh, Forrest Willard and Amy Liu continued to update among us, increasing the maximum player base, adding four servers in three regions, implementing longer game codes to support more concurrent games. And then on September 23rd, the team canceled the sequel, instead, in, instead opting to add all content intended for the sequel into the original. Right. And there there are three maps right now, and they're adding a fourth one soon. Um, um, I don't know if it's going to be DLC or include the game or not. Yeah, it says here um, that uh, but, the, the original code base was outdated and not built to support adding so much new content. So the team made plans to rework the game's core code to enable adding new features. Right. And the, here's, here's an interesting thing. That team, the, the company Intersloth mm-hmm. are three people. Really? Yeah. Wow. There is an artist, another artist and a programmer. <laughs> and it is wild that this game comes from three people so like people people started complaining about the speed or relatively slow uh rollout of new features and it's like there are three people working on this calm down (laughs) (laughs) for what it is i'm i'm shocked at the quality and i love the artwork uh the the little cute little crew members and the sound effects are really cool i've I've got the uh it's so cutesy to um, be such an ominous game. <laughs> you know. Right. I mean and and the the murders are rather gruesome <laughs> for such a cute game. Like, you know, there's one where 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 they push you down and shoot you in the back of the head and it's like, "Wow, that's violent." <laughs> but, you know, it's really funny, <laughs> you know. And, and 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 it's so funny because the sound effect when you're the imposter or if you're if you watch somebody get killed, it sounds like a grapefruit exploding or something. It's like <laughs> like you know, I was like, oh no. But you know, whenever you are being killed, you get a nice little animation of the murder. And it's uh like one of them's chest opens up and a sharp tongue explodes through the back of your head. Yeah. And it, it's just it's it's wild and i you know i the thing the reason why i loved it so much whenever i first actually started playing well when i first started watching it is because it's one of the only video games that i enjoy watching people play yeah especially if you're playing with voice chat native voice chat is not in the game and that is a huge downfall because on well, what mobile, what might actually, and on Twitch, it's hard. What might actually have to happen is uh, if we want to do like a community game night here on Nerd Cave Retro, the, our Discord, we can actually set up a, a separate room that we could do uh, just for Among Us. And we could do a game night where we could all get in the same room, we can all play on the same servers. And I think that would be fun. That would be a really fun thing to do, like, you know, once a month or so. Right. And and you can have up to 10 people playing. So that's, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I just, the Among Us is, the, the only reason I don't play it any, play it more than I do now is because it's much more fun with friends. And I would love to, to be able to. Like I want to, I want to lie to you. Yeah, I want to be like, oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me doing this. Well, this sounds like you know, a blast. Oh, I, oh, it is. Oh, what was it? Um, there was one game where I was a crewmate, and I was playing with this one other guy, uh, and we were we were running around, and we were, we were suspicious of this one guy. Um, and you can't talk during the game, so we're trying to communicate in game, you know, just kind of like running around yeah. and stuff. And and then the guy did something, I forgot what it was. Oh, now I remember. Um, he he um, he just kept hanging out around us, and then we're both like, No, this is the guy, and we both started running for the for the button and the funny thing is that you have to outrun the guy there is a cooldown for the murder process 
Oh, so, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, so so you can't kill like two people at once. You you can kill one of them, but then the other one can, has the opportunity to run and tell everybody. Um, and that was another thing that I oh my god, there was one where I did it on purpose on camera, where where there was uh it was me and two other. They already were talking about how they thought it was me. So I'm just standing there beside them, waiting for in the door to lock, and I'm like, "Eh, I'm just going to kill this one person in front of this other one." <laughs> and I did, and I knew I was going to lose the game. So when we get into the voting room, when we get into the voting room, one of them's like, "Okay, I don't know if it's Wally, but," and I'm like, "Like, no, it was me. It was me. You can vote for me." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I like. Everybody knew it was me, but this one guy was like, and I'm telling them it was me, and it's like, no, I don't know. I don't know. This might be a strange a strange strategy that you have here. No, I'm it's me. It really is. <laughs> oh man. Uh well if you could give it a, a number grade one through ten, what would you give it? Right now an eight. Um, okay. which is high. Uh, I honestly, it would be a ten if it wasn't for the fact that you have to go elsewhere for, yeah, um, for for your voice chat and the fact that you have to you have to organize a room. You got to tell everybody the code. You got to wait for everybody to get in. You know, it, it it would be so much easier if you got on. You had a list of friends, and you said that they're working on that, which is good. Yeah, but uh, the oh, and there's another there's a nice mod that would be nice if it was built into the game too, where it's proximity voice. So you can talk to each other yeah. while you're playing, but only when you're next to each other. So, you know, if you're away from somebody, you can't hear them when you're close by, you can't. And uh, we have this thing where if you got murdered, you scream. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so every so often, I'm like, Oh my God. Somebody <laughs> It's got an 80, uh, 84 out of 100 Metacritic score. So, And like you said, I, I think my biggest uh, hurdle getting into the game is it wasn't very user-friendly when you're like first starting. And yeah. it just seems like, like the kind of game that I really don't want to play with strangers. I'd rather play like a good party or, game amongst friends, you know? Strangers are annoying. Um, the, most of them are super young. Uh, people will leave the game if they're not the imposter, which I think is stupid. Hmm. And yeah, people will leave the game if they're murdered. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Why? Do your tasks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's you get banned for stupid things like being too good at the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Like I've I've been kicked out of rooms because I did a very good uh, uh, imposter set. Where it's like, uh, yeah, like the thing is, I let people talk themselves into other people. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, well, this person was there, and it's it's like, yeah, that seems awful, sus. Blue, what do you have to say for yourself? You know. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's the thing. That 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 just sounds like I don't know. I I don't like playing with people I don't know. That's why I don't do a lot of multiplayer games these days. Um, I had enough of that back in the Call of right. Duty <laughs> days, and I just don't want to do that anymore. I want to play with friends. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to play with people I like. Right. I mean, it's like with Fortnite. If uh, a friend of mine comes on, it automatically puts them in my room. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> in the Mangus, you know, I'm playing and they just kind of pop up. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm watching your game. I'll jump into the next one. It's like, oh, awesome cool you know well maybe they'll put all that stuff in there now that they're not working on a sequel they're just going to work keep working on the original so i mean while it's popular yeah. work on it and give people what they want so we'll, well and now there's four people on the team but one of them's just a social Ooh. media manager so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <job>. then... <laughs> well not really i don't want to deal with social media people get to talk to actual folks yeah i don't want to do that um, but that brings us to the end of the this episode. And thank you for filling in for Derek the last couple of weeks. Uh, speaking of, it was a pleasure. Uh, Derek will be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure what he's going to be reviewing. Um, we'll we'll see when when next week get here, gets here. But thanks again for uh, joining me. I feel like it's the old pop culture palette days up in here. Those days. Those, Those last days. days. <laughs> it's like. 
it's funny between nerd cave retro and open micers it's almost as if you are doing both of those shows again i mean the, the pop culture palette yeah. because that is based this is basically the show yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but, a combination uh, of the two shows you do any uh anything you want to throw out there before we go where can people can find you on the interwebs anything you got coming up uh, if you want to watch me play Fortnite after the big wall on uh oh, what's that thing called youtube i can't speak all of a sudden <laughs> and if you uh go to uh, at the real big wall on twitter you will see all of my jokes i am not safe for work and if you go to uh wally is funny on facebook i'm also not safe for work there so uh yeah that's it dude for a hot second behind you i thought it was a king cobra was about to raise up and strike you but it turned out to be lynn's tail <laughs> i was about to be like look at wally a snake <laughs> <laughs> oh, what'd you say? You cut out for a second. Uh, I think your your microphone cuts out when you get loud. That's what I think it is. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> there you are. Well, I said they're coming right for you. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Lynn is sus. <laughs> shot out the airlock yeah there's another one where they get shot into a into a volcano too and uh as they're going down they do the thumbs up like in terminator fantastic (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) uh um that's gonna uh, be an episode for tonight um let me pull up our notes here if you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, at jakefunktastic, at Derek underscore diamond, and of course at the real big wall. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro and Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, where you can go throw us a couple of bucks every month and keep us above that $50 level so you keep getting those extra episodes every month. If you can't do that, I understand times are tough go go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free so wally please tell them what it's all about blue is sus <laughs> <laughs>